Oh, yeah, I remember grinding my feet in Eddie's couch. You remember why you did it? Because Eddie could buy another one. <laughs> your couch, nigga. <laughs> buy another one, you rich mother. <laughs> your couch, nigga. <laughs> your couch. Darknesses. Darknesses. <laughs> See, I never just did things just to do them. Come on, I mean, what am I going to do? Just, just all of a sudden just jump up and grind my feet on somebody's couch? Like it's like it's, you know, something to do. Come on, I got a little more sense than that. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet in Eddie's couch. You know? <laughs> See, I never just did things just to do them. Come on, I mean, what am I gonna do? Just, just all of a sudden just jump up and grind my feet in somebody's couch? Like it's like it's, you know, something to do. Come on, I got a little more sense than that. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet in Eddie's couch. You know? Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Present someone who worked directly with Dominion voting systems, Miss Melissa Carone. Thank you. I swear to tell my whole story and nothing but my story. So help me God. Uh, please tell us what exactly you witnessed with the Dominion machines. Excuse me. Maybe try losing the attitude first, just like you lost all those Trump ballots. I don't handle ballots. Yeah. Exactly. So you wouldn't know, would you? Please just talk. You're going to regret saying that? Because I personally saw hundreds, if not thousands, of dead people fall. You saw them? Yeah, basically, yes. I remember, because I was walking out, and they were walking in. And then they gave their votes to Democrats. And then you probably did something crazy with them, didn't you? I don't handle ballots, and I'm a Republican. Then you're literally useless. You have no use. Did you check every poll? Did you talk to all the dead people? We're, we're state senators. Excuse me. I have been threatened. My kids have been threatened. My kids have threatened me, and I've threatened them right back. I I'm sorry, but this testimony is full of lies. Uh, I'm not lying. I signed it after David. In after David? Yeah, that's correct. David signed, and then I signed right after David. That's what Republican lawmakers want to stick with? Good luck with that. Welcome back. It's the Zero Morning Podcast. I am your host, William C. Walker Jr. Uh, apologies for the lateness in the po uh, posting of this episode, uh, but with Thanksgiving coming up, or excuse me, with Thanksgiving past and um, Christmas approaching, uh, a lot of stuff going on, and so I didn't get a chance to really get this episode out uh, until now. And I'm joined by three guests, and we were uh, talking about, it was a number of subjects. We actually spoke about uh, friends or associates that we may have lost or uh, we stopped being friends with after the election uh, due to their support of uh, 
the outgoing president, uh, just the craziness of, of, of them believing in these conspiracy theories that he's put out there and how it just kind of exposed people's true natures. Um, so we had a good conversation uh, in, in that regard. And then also, as promised, uh, because I had a really good long conversation with uh, Greg and Christina for the previous episode and I couldn't get it uh, in its entirety in that episode, I do have the remainder of that conversation. Um, which we were pretty much talking about um, our viewpoint in terms of accepting of reality and, and uh, Trump supporters not accepting of reality and, and how we should handle that in that situation. Uh, and then um, also in this episode, <laughs> we talk about just the craziness that took place a couple of weeks ago in Michigan when uh, they had their star witness up there and she was uh, clearly intoxicated seemed like or i don't know who she was but she um her name was melissa carano i believe or and uh it was just hilarious and um i included the saturday night live, part of the saturday night live cold open from last week at the beginning of, of this episode which was just hilarious because cecily strong was dead on accurate in her portrayal of her um, and uh, finally, we or the last two subjects that we do touch on is um, we talk about the incident that took place in Dallas a couple of weeks ago, uh, where the owner of a restaurant chastised his customers for uh, standing on his furniture and twerking, and, and uh, his response to that. And we get into that, and then we talk a little bit about Thanksgiving as well, since uh, when I recorded the episode, it was right after Thanksgiving, and just how COVID has affected our plans, and more than likely it's going to affect Christmas as well. Um, so, a big episode, a lot of stuff to get to. Um, I will be back at the end to give a recap, and then also let you know what's coming up uh, in the next episode, which will be coming out. Uh, within this week as well uh, as soon as I get get it uh, out there so I really appreciate the support thanks for listening to the zero to 100 podcast so it's the zero to 100 podcast I have three guests with me tonight I have my sister Kenya hi hi I have my good friend and frequent guest Christina hello hello and making her zero to 100 debut is my friend all the way back from 10th grade is Cortea. What's up? Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to have you guys on because, uh, Chris, you gave me a really good idea, as you typically do, for some uh, episodes. And this one, uh, it's a range of topics. Uh, but I just wanted to get some different perspectives. And so the first topic that I have is, did any of you guys lose any friends due to this election? Because it was very contentious. Um, some of us may know some Trump supporters. My mindset going into this thing is I'm pretty much done with them. If you're a Trump supporter, I automatically look at you as a racist. That might be wrong, <laughs> but that's just how I feel. I don't care. I don't like you. I'm not going to pretend that I like you. So, oh, God. deuces. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. I just want to know, are there any uh, friends that you guys have lost because of this? Christina, you're yeah. the one that gave me the idea. So, I'll yes. let you go first. 
So, yes, I have. There's some people who are just, you know, I, I cut off and I didn't even tell them like, yo, I'm cutting you off. I just put like a post on Facebook and I'm like, if I see that you support that idiot, it's a wrap. Like, I'm not even going to bother because to me, it's like, obviously, you're not, you're, you there's something wrong with you. Like, you're not intelligent. You're not understanding because like, how do you, how do you ignore all this other stuff simply because your stock portfolio looks good, but it's just, so I can't. So, um, so to me, I was just like that. I can't have an intelligent conversation with you. If you think um, that what he's doing is, you know, um, is okay. Or you don't care as long as you're, you know, your accounts look good. So in terms of that, I, you know, I just kind of cut some people off. There was one in particular who we kind of went back and forth and it wasn't so much about, um, it wasn't so much about the election. It was more about just Black Lives Matter. And I sent you, I sent Will uh, this post um, that my friend, who is now my ex-friend, posted. And um, we'll call her Judy. <laughs> so no offense <laughs> to the Judys out there. We'll call her Judy. Judy posted what I deemed was like a All Lives Matter kind of post. And why I found that so insulting and so shocking was that this this girl who she's 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 white and she's Mexican, but she looks white. When you look at her, you think white girl. You don't think Mexican at all. She's um, a Karen. She, yeah, yeah, a Karen basically. <laughs> and um, she she has dated black men for about eleven years, like consecutively, you know. And she's hung out with me. She's hung out. She went out with my friend for five years. And, you know, was always at family events. Like, I would go to his family events, too. Like, we, you know, like, we were all tight. And she posted. So, you know, they broke up, whatever. And now she's with this other guy who's a white guy now. We'll call him Tim. So, Tim Karen. is one. Yeah, he's a, he's, yeah, he's a Karen, too. <laughs> so, Tim, I guess, started putting in her head all these things. I'm not sure. And um, I'll tie it back to the election. Um and so she put these posts and her and I were kind of going back and forth. And she was like, you know, uh, I shouldn't be shamed for not posting something on my Instagram. Um, she's an Instagram influencer. So this is what she does for a living. Okay. So she, this is, she does Instagram full time. So I was like, okay, yeah, you don't have to, but you should be at least saying like, Hey, you know, what's going on in the world? What's going on? You know, what happened to George Floyd is so sad. What racism is this, you know, it's disgusting. Da, 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 da. You like, you should, be like denouncing that and you really aren't denouncing that and you're not saying anything about the fact that this idiot is not even denouncing it either so um i the last time i saw her was in october of 2019 and her boyfriend whatever tim was kind of making these comments that i was like uh-oh he sounded like he's one of those all lives matter slash like Trump supporter. And so um, recently in the last week or two, I had been, I had started to unfollow them after that exchange. I'm just, I'm trying to like speed up the story. I don't want to take up all the time, but for some, I went into my Instagram and, you know, I was looking for an account and you know, when you look for an account, it has all these like suggestions before you even like fill it in. One of the suggestions was Donald Trump. I'm like, why the heck this is coming up on my stuff? Like, you know, I try to make sure that none of that stuff comes up on my feed, but something told me to click on it. I click on it and I clicked on the first picture 
And in the first picture, you know, it tells you who likes it. And guess who, guess who liked one of the pictures? It was Karen. Tim, oh. Tim <laughs> was Tim, which is basically Karen at Karen. the same time. Yeah, because they share, they share their accounts. So that's how it was like, wow. Wow. Really? Really? Judy yes. slash Karen. <laughs> really? So you hang out with black people for, for 11 years. I mean, it was two guys. One was like seven years. The other one was like four or five years. So around the other about 11 years. And you hang out with nothing but black people. And now you get with this jerk off and suddenly that knowledge goes out the window. And now you're like a Trump supporter. It that makes sense appalled. because it only takes a few minutes for them to not care about anybody else. So she so, was always like that. And That's exactly what out. my friends were saying. They just took us, you know, a, a couple of people, like we're all kind of like in a circle, whatever. She was never about us, like she didn't care. And, and yeah, and it, what hurt me the most is like, I spent the most time with her out of everybody else. You know, like we didn't, we cried together. You know, we shared those moments. You know, I'm thinking this girl's really a friend. And then it turns out like she really wasn't. And that was crushing to me because it made me think how many people are telling you to your face that they're about the movement and that they don't like Trump but as soon as you walk away and they're in their house they are secretly a Trump supporter it's got me questioning a lot of people and that made me very it made me very disturbed because I'm just like I gotta start questioning my white friends now really is that what is that what I have to do so that's kind of what spurred the most. That was when I started questioning that. That's what's like, yo, this would be a really good topic. <laughs> Let me tell Will. And so that's kind of how it is. So um, I do have one family member, my brother, who's a Trump supporter. But my brother only likes Trump because he's outrageous. And my brother's just one of those people who is very obnoxious in the in in, in anything and everything that is outrageous and obnoxious. He's gonna like it. But I lost my brother for 12 years, and he is the only Trump supporter that I would still communicate. I just do not talk politics with him. I lost him for 12 years, and I don't want to lose him for this. So he's the only one that I'm tolerating. But other than that, everybody else is like, goodbye. So that's the long and short of it. (laughs) Are there, so Cortea, are there any friends or people that you had? That she was like, because of this election, because it's so polarizing, you're like, Mm-mm. no, none, not a one. My people, listen, um, not not a one. I have coworkers mm-hmm. who <laughs> this one guy. Now he is uh, a gay white man, and. He has been in love with this, I'm going to say a foreigner, because I don't want to give too much if somebody watches it and knows who I'm talking about. A foreign man, another foreign man. And he was upset because in order for him to help this man to uh, get in the country, he shows up a couple weeks later, you know, with with a wedding ring. You know, my husband, I'm like, that's new. You know, if this was planned I think that he would have been talking about it for a while so he wants to be with this man mm-hmm. and we were talking in the hallway one day um another counselor who's an older black woman um and she's from the south and him who's an older white man and me 
and we're having this conversation and she was like, oh, come on, come on. Don't act surprised. You voted for Trump. You voted for him. And I was so shocked. He said, yeah, he was right on foreign policy. He was right about immigration. And then here weeks later, he's married to this foreign man. I want to say two, two, maybe three weeks after that, he was complaining. He was very upset because he was taking time off from work to go to these trials to uh, speak for this man because the man has been in the country plenty of years. He's paid taxes, but he wasn't a citizen. So I'm just thinking you were okay with immigration so long as it didn't affect you. You were all right with it. You were all right with his policies and calling people from other countries all types of names and things like that. You do realize that your, your man is, he's from one of those countries. He's from one of those countries. Trump's and wife. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, and, I don't, and, and that is Trump supporter. That is a Trump supporter yeah. for you right then and there. They don't, they don't care until it affects them. And even when it affects them, they still don't understand that. That's the perfect example. I love that. Wow. But that is sad. That separation the same way yeah. um, white people used to look at a black person and say, but you're, 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 you're good. All those other niggers. Mm, mm -hmm. not that we are the same we are not the mm -hmm. same person but i know you so i'm okay with you so you're different because mm -hmm. i can validate your existence mm -hmm. they are not okay mm -hmm. the same thing additionally as long as the foreigners look white they're all right they're okay mm -hmm. they're of not course. they're acceptable they're, they're not criminal but yes that's my experience but none of my no one in my circle mm -hmm. No, I'm in my circle. I haven't lost anybody. Thank God. Can you? No, it actually brought me closer to someone. Um, me and my boss are, we feel like we're in a comfortable comfort zone. Uh, she says to me, she said to me the other day, you know, you're the only person that I can be real with about this election. And I was like, and you are the only person. And that's, I don't talk to anybody else at work about it, but I haven't lost anyone because I don't necessarily think that I'm friends with someone who supported him. And if I am friends with someone, I don't know it. And it's incredibly mm -hmm. odd because he doesn't seem fair um, to all people. And it's interesting what Cortea said because I think a lot of these Trump supporters will take one issue and they ride that out. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've mm -hmm. spoken so many times about yes. the, um, the abortion issue. People were like, well, I can't support someone who supports abortion. And a lot of times they're like, well, uh, God doesn't want you to kill babies. And I'm like, but Jesus gives you a choice. He gave Adam and Eve a choice in the garden. Yes, what are you talking about? So why are you as a human not willing to give somebody a choice? But they take one thing mm -hmm. and they're like, I support him because of this one thing. And I'm just like, wow. But no, I haven't lost anyone. Yeah, I, I don't, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I haven't lost anybody. Um, there is, there's some people I know I'm friends with on Facebook that, I believe support him, but it's like I haven't really like engaged with them or like you know Facebook friends. You can have Facebook friends, but you're not really friends. 
Yes. Like it's like yes. <laughs> so it's like I just but it just it exposes them. So I'm like, okay, now I know how to look at you. Like it's like I like how yes. to look at them. And it, and because there is one friend that I that I was friends with growing up, and I, I'm not gonna say he was a supporter of them. But I think it was just like it was sort of like what what your brother is is like because there are people that like Trump because he doesn't do things like a typical politician. He's right. radical. He just says what he wants. But it's like at some point, okay, it was all that's funny and this and that. But at some point, you have to take into account the serious nature of the job that he had, and it's right. like the way that he handled this pandemic. I'm like, yeah, it was fun and games until. The lights was on the line, and this dude mismanaged it to where like over a <clears throat> million people is dead. So, you know what I mean? Like, but or, it's not even just the pandemic; it's the way he mismanages everything. Mm-hmm. The way he's responding to this election that he's lost, the dangerous things that he's doing mm-hmm. in terms of our democracy and not being not. Ex- accepting the fact that he lost it's a fact and he doesn't want to accept it i said to another person he has a mental health issue and someone needs to some something his family needs to intervene somebody needs to do something because i was saying i feel sorry for him because i think he has a mental health issue and everybody's like i don't feel sorry for him and it's not that i feel sorry about (laughs) him losing the election or anything my sympathy is in the fact that i think he's sick yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I I think, you know, I, I remember I have I said to Chalet because of what she does. I'm like, from when she tells me about her job, I'm like, if this was any other person, this dude would have been committed. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like I said, I said, I can't remember if I was saying it to Chalet or not, but I was like, you know, <laughs> or I, I think I even mentioned it in the last episode I was talking about. When we, when me and uh, you, Chris and Greg, was having a discussion about alternate reality, and I'm like, "There's only one reality." I'm like, "If, if I were, that was a good out, convo. If, if I was to come out and say the Eagles didn't win that Super Bowl, they didn't win it. They didn't even deserve. They didn't deserve to be there. They really win. They didn't win that Super Bowl." I'm like, "That's my much, argument." As much <laughs> as I look, as much as I hate them. As much as I like that, that Super Bowl win made me sick to my stomach. If I ran out to everybody and was telling it to people, people go, oh, this dude is crazy. He lost his mind. So for this cat to lose an election, and as much as like as much as I hate the fact that the Eagles won a Super Bowl, that's reality. I can't change that. They they finally won one. They they got one. Okay. So I can't take it away, as horrible as it is, but that's what this is. That's not what I came here for. I didn't come here to hear this bitch. You want to you 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 uh, uh, go hard. <laughs> Listen. Uh, you know, that's, that's what this dude I didn't is come doing. here for this. Look, I've been tricked. Look, this this zero to one hundred, and this this is a Dallas zone. So just so you know, anyway. Uh, God, I can't. But, but you couldn't listen. But you invited me though. Okay. But, but, you got yeah. it though. You got it. You got all it. I'm gonna say is, if this man was t- like, he's literally like, there's an outcome. There was an election. You clearly lost. It wasn't close. I don't care what you try to sugarcoat. Like, well, you only got this, dude. You lost a popular vote by like eight million people. You lost like 
like 306 to 232, yes, that's a lot. Like, it wasn't close. So anyone else, like, humoring him, this man is clearly, like, crazy. So it's like, why are we humoring him? Like, again. I mean, but you got to remember, you got to remember the, the crazy wackos that he has all around him. You know, like Giuliani, that's a wacko in itself. So, you, you know, that they're all mm-hmm. keeping him going, you mm-hmm. know, because they don't want to, you know, ultimately what it is is just, you know, he's just, he's so desperate. He doesn't want to leave because we all know what's going to happen when he leaves yep. the presidency. But you heard what he said the other day. He was like, I'll be, he said something like, I don't know what the exact words were, but it was sort of like, oh, I'm, I'll be the president in like the next four years or something like that. And I'm just like, boy, if you don't go into a cave and yeah. never come out of. So, I feel please. like he needs to pipe down and be quiet because I, I don't believe that they're going to arrest him or that he'll go to jail. He's an ex-president for goodness sake. So, and they're just not going to do that to him, no matter how much he deserves to be in jail. I think that's part of his fear also is that he's going to jail, but I think that they'll find a way to get him out of going to jail. I mean, I, in reality, well, I feel like he should because... I, I mean, I don't know because that one um, that the people who are trying to go after him is that one girl, was her name? Leticia something? She's like the, the district of uh, New, New York. York like Western, yeah. New York, yeah. She a beast. I don't know. She yep. may go for some blood. And so, well, I mean... On. I don't think he'll go into like, you know, like if he does jail, it'll be, you know, club fed. It won't be like some hardcore, you know, club place. Fed. But if he yeah. does, I think he'll probably spend like, oh, if she wins the case, I think she's going to try to aim to see, you know, they can, if he can be in jail for something. And he'll probably be in solitary confinement because he could not be obviously in like gen pop. Go ahead. But, yeah. um, but, He's already trying to preempt pardon himself Self, yes. family and I'm like I thought we were draining the swamp I thought you were the law and order president yeah. except it doesn't apply to you he definitely has some type of mental disorder yeah but he knows right from wrong he knows right from wrong so technically he's not a psychopath so I feel like he should go ahead and face the consequences take it like a man exactly <laughs> So that's the first part of my conversation with uh, Kenya, uh, Christina, and Cortea. And um, uh, so I'm curious as to how many people actually did lose some friends. Uh, I guess like the one positive thing that I I would say came out of the Trump uh, presidency is that the way he emboldened people, like we knew that there were racists in this country. If you're a, a person of color in this country, you know and you deal with racism probably almost on a daily basis. And so you know it exists while others try to deny its existence. And so I guess the one positive thing that I would say came out of his presidency is that it did embolden them to the point to where I don't have to wonder or question where you stand. And I know some people are like, oh, well, if you just call everyone that supports a racist, then that is a perpetuating cycle or whatever. And initially, I do think people voted for Trump because he was different and they wanted to shake it up and they wanted to change the status quo or whatever. But at, at a certain point, you can't deny reality and be like, no, this dude's racist. And 
I'm supporting a racist. So like, that's what it comes down to. Um, so up next is the remainder of the conversation that I had with uh, Greg and uh, Christina um, from last or the last episode, and this is just the remainder of it. Um, <laughs> I, I kept it in there, especially because when I got to the end of it, Greg had a really hilarious line in, t- in terms of his reaction to Biden winning um, <laughs> the election because I didn't get a chance to get his opinion, so stay tuned for that. Uh, you're listening to the Zero to 100 podcast. That's all I was trying to say. But yeah, I, mean, I definitely, I definitely, like I said, I definitely understand what you're what, what you're saying and where you're coming mm-hmm. from. But I guess, like I said, my point was that you know you have you have you have you 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 have our reality, right? Mm-hmm. The three of us on this podcast, you have our reality, right? And that's just our reality. But like I said, when it comes to the whole totality of everything, the way America's acting right now is the is the reality of what everybody else sees America as. Right. And mm. I would have to say, I would have to confirm with that because I've had friends that are overseas and they're just like, how? Totally. They're like, how? How are you still there? Like, what is going on? They're yeah. like, this is, they're like, listen, like, when one friend, um, Andre, he says, I get all, I get most of what the news of what's going on through you, Christina. And from what I see, it's looking crazy. And I'm like, Enough. man. But just look, all, just look at all the other media outlets that, you know, you know, that are sitting here talking, you know, like you got like, you know, out in the Middle East and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Their whole propaganda spin is like, I see, I told you America was a shame. Yes. I told yes. you. I told yes. You, yes. Like you know, when you pull back that curtain, America isn't that luxurious oasis on the top of the hill. This is what America right. is. That's right. the issue. And that's how the world, what's going on right now, this dysfunction that we're going around is how the rest of the world has always viewed us. It's only been us who, who have been sitting here with, you know, these yes. rose colored glasses on, you know, yes. you know, thinking everything's hunky dory and, you know, we're, the, we're this and we're that and we're the greatest, we're that. We're not. But see, that's the yeah. issue I have with what he's doing because it's, it's you know, it's, it's like Barack Obama was saying on 60 Minutes last night. It's like, there was normal things in place. Yeah. And because of Trump's actions, it's like you're going counter to what the normal things are. Like when a person loses an election, a president loses an election, the transition of power is one of the most normal things that's supposed to take place. Like is and until this nutcase has gotten in there. But are you surprised? No, I mean no, yeah, no, I wasn't because he hasn't done anything normal. I mean, here's the thing about it. The normal thing to do is when somebody does work for you, you pay them. Right. Yeah. You don't do that. He, he, he doesn't do, do that. He never, he never, he never paid nobody. Yeah. So, That's right. You know, like, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys listen to like Bill Maher, but I, I have. And the entire time, these last four years, he said it. He was like, it's going to be a major coup. He is not going to leave. It's going to be kicking and screaming. He's going to make a big deal. And I was just like, I totally, I, I could totally see it. Because another another reason why, too, he don't want to leave is he doesn't want to pay that damn loan that he don't got the money. That's why he's doing all this big stink. That's exactly. why he's like, doing all of this. That's what I was just about to say, too, Chris. It's like, the thing he that doing... also irritates me is that his whole, like, there's a number of reasons why he keeps doing what he's doing in terms of all these legal challenges. And one of the biggest reasons is, is he's running a con. 
And yeah. Reuters came out with the article over the weekend that, like, you know, his campaign has been asking for donations to pay for his legal fees and his legal battles. Mm-hmm. Any donation that's under $8,000, he gets to keep. Like, he, that's just his money. And so I was like, well, duh, no, no, no wonder why he keeps, like, fighting all this stuff and asking, because, he, one, he's asking for money, and he's pocketing it. Because, one, he's, like, as Michael Cole was saying in recent interviews, he's broke. He doesn't, this is his income. So it's just like, it's, it's like, that's the thing that is, is so infuriating to me. It's like, he's running a con. He's always been a con man. And so it just drives me crazy that now even going out the door, we knew he wasn't going to do anything normal. He said he was going to do this. So this is the one time that he actually was being honest and telling the truth in terms of what he was going to do. But it's also part of his scheme because he's running the con because he's always been a grifter. And that's the thing. The supporters kind of remind me of those people who are like in MLMs where they swear they're like, going to be making millions of dollars and they don't really make crap. That's what the supporters remind me of. Like, they're just so... Hmm, they just drank the Kool-Aid. They just drank the Kool-Aid. And I think it has to go back to what Greg says. It's just like, you know, they kind of created their own reality mm-hmm. of things and they find ways to confirm that reality. So it's sort of like, this is what they know and this is what they see. And anything that's going to go against that, they're not they're not gonna agree with, and well, you know, I would say that they would say the same thing about us. Let me ask you this. Well, here's a, well, here's the thing too. Let me get back to Adam to what she said. Here's the thing about that too. When it comes to a lot of people, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all know at least one person that once they've dug themselves a hole, instead of just climbing out the hole, they just keep on digging oh, because yeah. oh, because yeah. they don't live, because they don't want to admit that they're wrong. Yeah. Right. I guarantee you there's a lot of Trump supporters who are that. Like, they just want to be right so bad. And if yeah. they keep digging, For keep sure. digging, keep there's digging. There's a ton of people like that. They'll, yeah. be, they'll be 100% right. But the problem with that is, wh- when do you get tired of digging? But let me ask y'all this. Let me ask you this, Greg. Because a lot of big deal, like, a, a big deal has been made about his 70 million plus people that vote for him. And everybody's saying to Joe Biden and the new administration, well, you got to reach out. You got to reach those people. You got to see what their issues are. You got to appeal to them. And my thought on that is, why do we have to cater to the sect of people that, again, will not accept reality for what it is and won't accept, like, like they just had an interview with three uh Trump supporters on ABC News, and they were talking about, oh, well, I won't, I'll never accept Joe Biden as president, and I, I believe this election was a fraud, and this and that. So my thought is, why do we, like, should we even be appealing to those people? Because my thoughts on it are, the majority of the country voted for Joe Biden. He won over 50%. Like, I get irritated when people are like, well, half the country doesn't this. No, it's not half. It's more than half. He got more half of the country voted for him. He won more than half of the states. He got like he went over half of the electoral points that was needed. So it wasn't half. It was a decisive win. He so care about the ones that voted. And I, I, I respect Joe Biden for saying I'm gonna be an American president. That's what you're supposed to do. But as far as I'm concerned, like forget y'all. 
Like, like why? So, 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 it, using that same logic, how, using that same logic of what you just said, how is that any different than what Trump has done for four years? I was just about to say that. <laughs> but that's my point. It's like I mean, nobody, the, uh, nobody said, nobody said to him, "Hey, sixty-six million people voted for Hillary." Nobody said to Trump, "You got to appeal to that. You need to appeal to that other half of the people that voted for her." But I, mean, I think like, every other, every other election has been that way. Every other, besides Trump's election, uh, when he in twenty sixteen, that's how it's generally been for every other election. They they always, you know, like the people who didn't vote for me, I'm gonna still try to, you know, do for you, yada yada yada, you know, whatever spiel that they give. That's a that's a common um thing that occurs. All of a sudden now it's sort of like a well if you don't now everybody is more like, well because you didn't vote for Biden, oh well, you know, kind of like an F you and I mm-hmm. just feel like you can't, you can't do that either. I don't I'm think that's saying, a good idea. I'm not going to say a full-on F you to that mm-hmm. extent, but I feel like I get, here's my thoughts on it, and this is what, this is what I oh. guess the point I'm trying to make is, is we give too much power and credence to the crazy as opposed to actually doing stuff for the logical and the sane and the people that actually want to see people work together and move forward. Like, like the people that, that voted for Trump and they're, they're on the mindset of it's blood sport and it's like no compromise, no working together, it's this and that. And, and, and so you're worried about the things that they want. And my thing is you're putting too much stock into the things that the crazy people want as opposed to doing more stuff and worrying about what this majority is trying to get done. Because the majority of people in this country, I think, do want people to work together and they want people to like get things done and actually like... Well, well here's, the thing about, here's the thing about it. You got to look at this. The, that, that's just the majority of the people who actually got their ass out and voted. You know what I mean? Because if you do the math, I mean, was was this a hundred and what are we? We are at a hundred and fifty million mm-hmm. votes total. Mm-hmm. There's, there's three hundred and forty million people in this country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but but you know, when it comes down to Trump supporters, I break Trump supporters down into three different categories, right? You have the flat out all out racist mm-hmm. who right. voted for him because he speaks to them mm-hmm. through his racist rhetoric, right? Those people are it's a wash for them. Yeah. Right. You have the people who actually four categories. You have the people who are rich, who are benefiting from his tax tax breaks. Right. They're Mm -hmm. washed, too. But then you have a category of people who tend to think that they're in a bracket that they're really tax bracket that they're really not in. Yeah. So you have a lot of people who heard Joe Biden's tax cuts and tax 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 uh, plans, <laughs> who all of a sudden heard the four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and they're all of a sudden out of nowhere, everybody just hears, "Oh, well, he's going to raise taxes on this." Like, no, you know what I mean. And the problem with and so and so that brings me to the last category of people, the people who are just ignorant, mm. right? So you have the people who are just ignorant and won't read any other information 
either they won't or they can't. That's another topic for debate. You have the people who are ignorant like that, who you can just, this, this, this feed information to, feed information to, feed information to, and they'll believe whatever. Those are the people that Joe Biden needs to, to grasp and get, and get a hold of so he can set them straight. Because only thing they're being fed is, oh, well, Joe Biden's gonna raise your taxes. So the first thing they say is, oh, well, I'm making 70 grand a year. I don't want my taxes raised. I like my little extra $500 a year that, that, that Trump is helping me out with. You know what I mean? But then when you sit down and you talk to those people, say, okay, well, do you own any property? No, I rent my house. All right, so, so you're not going to get hit with prop, extra property taxes. Oh, by the way, do you, do, you fly, do you buy private jets? Do you buy all that stuff? All that tax mm-hmm. that's going to be cut, that's going to be added in that Trump cut. You don't have any of that stuff. Do you have, are you, do you have, do you have stock options? Do you, are you in the stock market? No, I'm living check to check. Well, that doesn't, he's he not talking about mm-hmm. you. So how mm-hmm. do you, so, so what do you do to get those people? And those are the people I feel like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the new administration needs to focus their attention on to set the truth from away from the lies. I, I feel like that's, I, I see what you're saying. And I think, but that's part of my point. Like, I, I feel like it's, it's I, I don't want to say it's a lost cause, but I feel like we're putting too much attention. Like, I think Soledad O'Brien had pointed this out because I follow her on Twitter. And she was pointing out when they had the interview uh, where ABC was made a point to go out and interview these Trump supporters and these people. And she was just like, why are we putting again so much attention on this set of people that won't accept reality as opposed to focusing on like, why isn't this a, a story on how like 89% of Navajo Nation came out and voted for Joe Biden in Arizona? which partly helped him win the state and like, what are their issues and what are they like, what are they concerns about what made them vote for Joe Biden? And so it's like, there's no attention on that. And then they're talking to these three dudes and one, and they're, and the person asked them, Hey, uh, why don't you guys wear a mask? Uh, well, I'm not wearing a mask because the microbes can still get through. First off, you dumbass don't even know how to spell microbes. So don't sit here and try to tell me you are, oh, I'm not weird because of the microbes. And you're not a scientist. You don't even know how it freaking works. So again, I'm talking about energy or focusing on these nuts as opposed to, like, it's, it's like I said to Schley, and y'all can say I'm wrong for this or whatever. I, I said to Schley, I look at these people almost like when you're walking down the street and you see a crazy person talking to himself about how the government then put some bees in their brain and, you know, Michael Jackson's a Puerto Rican and they just talk crazy. You don't talk to that person. You just sit there and be like, okay, go about your business. I'm walking right by you. That's how I feel like they should be addressed. Go about your business. So here's a question. Here's a question. This is a legit question. Mm-hmm. So once again, using that same logic, why did you get upset with the anti-Black Lives Matter movement? That's all right. I got upset with the anti-Black Lives Matter movement because it's racist. Because these are people that go and when you say Black Lives Matter and they come out and be like, all lives matter. Well, yes, we know all lives matter, but this is a specific issue. If your specific issue is Joe Biden's gonna raise my taxes, as you said, hey, do you do this? Do you make four hundred thousand? No, you work like 
at Foot Locker making about 30000 or 25000 a year. Dude, he's not talking about you. So why am I going to be concerned about your issue when the thing that he's doing is not impacting you in any such way? Like, I can only address the things that actually impact you. I can't address the figment of your imagination. And you sitting there crying, he's going to raise my taxes and I make $15,000 a year. Dude, that's a figment of your imagination. But doesn't, so, that, but doesn't that kind of go back to education? Again, I'm not saying, like, my mm. point is, though, I understand what you're saying. My point is, why are, we're putting too much focus, we're putting too much focus on the crazy as opposed to the actual but, thing. But, but here's but here's the thing about it, and 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 I'm only saying, I'm only asking these questions because that goes back to tie back into what you said about two different realities. Their reality, their reality is that everything is fine because they don't see an issue with that. So the thing about it is, it's like how do we get how do we get everybody to see the common the, the same common issue so the country isn't divided, and we can't have we can't have it another four years of you know. Trump's people on this side and us on this side, Biden people on this side and Trump's people on this side, because we know that there's a clear disconnect somewhere in the chain. Mm -hmm. So we have to use, we have to, we have to identify what that disconnect is and address that issue. You know what I mean? And that disconnect is how we see each other right now. Like I said, like, like, like I said, you have people, you know, who vote for Trump because they're more worried about their wallet. They're always going to be like that. There is no change in them. So how do we change the people who are fed the misinformation? How do, how, how do we, how, how do we, how do we change the people that still see the Blue Lives Matter flag as support for the police when we know that that flag is an extension of the Confederate flag? How do we get them to see that? And we'll never get them to see that if we just keep them over here like they kept us over here for the last four years. Like you can't ignore them. Yeah, I see what Greg's got a point. You can't ignore them. You can't. You because, just because, can't act like they don't exist. Because there is a disconnect. I mean, we can laugh at them. No, I, I see what you're saying. Them, but you I can't ignore like them because, I, because we, need, we need that population of people to move things forward. I we see need what them. you're saying. I, I see what you're saying. But I guess, I guess my thought is, my, the, the thing I was saying about this, or the point I was saying about this, it's amazing to me that you worry about what they think. Like, I'm just going to use this for example. Let's take the Affordable Care Act for an example. When they was putting out Obamacare, which was the Affordable Care Act, you had a whole host of people. Like, that's how the Tea Party came about. Because they're like, oh, the government try to tell me what to do with my health care. No, I don't want Obamacare. I don't want it. This is terrible. Then it actually gets implemented. Then... They're the ones that benefit from it. And then they go to these people and they say, hey, do you want to lose your insurance? Because now you can, you know, your pre-existing conditions get covered and your kids can stay on until 25. And do you, oh, I love the Affordable Care Act. I don't want it to go away. But So it's like, but, but here's the thing about it. But that goes if, back if to they what have focused on, if they have focused on the people that was, saying, I guess what the education thing. 
But they see, that's just what I'm don't saying. know. There's but a this- lot of people. I, I saw this one um interview with this one guy when he was like, "Yeah, I don't like Obamacare." And then somebody asked, like, "Oh, you know, what kind of insurance you have?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, I have the Affordable Care Act." And someone's that's- like, "Well, that is Obamacare." See, like that- they didn't know that that was the same. But it that's goes back to what you're saying. It's an education oh, thing. They just this don't my, know. This is my point on that. If you would listen to them complaining about it and go, well, I got to worry about what they're doing. I I can't do this. I can't move forward because they're all upset about it and I need to reach them. If you do what you do, the benefits of what you do will reach them eventually. So they can sit here and cry about like, they can cry about Joe Biden being in there. Oh, he's not legit. But he's going to get in there and handle the country in a way that's different from the past four years and the things that he do will eventually reach you at some point because it will benefit you. My point is you need to just do you, do your work and stop worrying about who, what do I do about this crazy person who won't accept me? I'm just also too, you have to remember too, you have to remember too that, um, that, and by it's not like Biden can just go there day one and just say, okay, this is what we're gonna do, and, and then that's it. It still has to get voted by both houses, and those Trump supporters elect a lot of those people that are in both houses. And I think right now we still don't know who has a majority of which right now because I think there's still there's a there's a couple of runoff elections. So that's right. So but, in order to get anything done to benefit those people, you have to reach out to those people, and so you have to educate them on what these issues really are. Going back to what Greg said, you have to educate them so that you can get them on board. So you can't simply. It's I know it's part of us wants part of us needs. You know I understand part of us feels like. They, they, if it, if the shoe was on the other foot, they would completely ignore us and do whatever they uh, and do whatever uh, they would do, which they have been doing. But the reality is, is there's been you, as you see, there's been consequences to that. So how, we have to undo that. So we, in order to, for us to un, undo that, you have to include them. In order to include them, you have to educate them. As to how we educate them, that's a whole nother. That's a whole and nother podcast. And I, and, I, and I see Will's point. I, I see his point, like, you know, wh- like, why should I care about what other people think? But here's the thing about it. At some point in time, somebody has to be the adult. Hmm. We can't just sit here and be like, oh, well, this person thinks this way and that person thinks that way. The hell with them and the hell with them. At some point, somebody has to be the adult in the room and say, hey, man, look, this is what you believe, but let me give you the facts right here. You know what I mean? And, and, and then from there, once you give them the facts, then let them decide. Because here's the thing about it. Why did, why did most people hate Obamacare? Because it was named after Obama. Yeah. yeah. Because those same people yeah. had no, no, no problem with the Affordable Care Act. Right. So, 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 so you had people who were being told that this is a certain thing when it's, when it's actually the very same thing that they're benefiting from. So it goes back to that educational piece. Like, okay, like, look, this is what, this is what you hate Obamacare. Why do you hate Obamacare? I hate this, this, and that. What do you want? Affordable care? Well, you know, that's the same exact thing. Yeah. Right, like the interview. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like yeah. I said, it just goes back to education. But at some point in time, somebody, there needs to be, somebody has to be the that's, adult in the room. And it I, seems like Joe Biden's willing to be that adult in the room. Because like I, I said, like, like he said, he had he has to he has to be America's president. He can't just be the president 
for the people who voted for him. I like agree. Trump has been the president for the people who voted for him these last four years. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree that they should be educated. I guess the thing that frustrates me and the thing that I'm I'm tired of is that you keep giving voice to this like this fringe or this minority. Like you keep giving like voice to. I understand we yes we have to educate them, but Democrats and Obama, Biden, they've always been the adults. They've always tried to like, oh, I'm going to compromise. I'm going to work with people in the middle. They've always done that. And I guess like the only thing, like Chris, we talked about it. Mm -hmm. Republicans just do. I mean, as much as I dislike what they do, as much as I dislike their plans and their policies and stuff they do, they do not concern themselves with well, I gotta worry about this. How's this gonna look? They just do. And my and, and, point and is, for you to go forward, is, is, is they get shit done. That's, and what, what have I said? What have I said every time on these podcasts? I'm like, that is the one thing that I would give Republicans that when they want something done, they they, man, they band up. together and yes. they do it. And Democrats have to do that because they are just too too soft. That's that's that was my only point, but. I, I'm gonna have to have you guys back. We're going we're going to talk about some other stuff, but I really appreciate y'all coming on because we had a really good conversation. I definitely enjoyed your perspective, Greg, because it, it definitely is a different way of looking at some things. I, so I, I definitely want to have you guys back on, and I really appreciate y'all coming coming on. I, you know, I will give you this chance though, Greg, because I wanted you to come on the night that uh, we found out that Biden was one, and I, I was very curious, what was your reaction to election night slash election week? Like, as it was going, <laughs> was you stressed? Because we was all talking about how we was, like, stressed until... Stalking the phones and yeah. stuff. Uh, so here's the thing about it. Um, I was a little... Huh, how can I put this? I was a little bit more stressed um, than I was when Trump got elected the first time because, I mean, you, you can ask Christina. I mean, that was like three weeks before the election four years ago. I was running around telling me about the gym that Trump's going to win this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing about it. You know, with, 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 with talking to a lot of people, um, there, there seemed to be there seemed, there, there, there seemed to be a push to get back to the norm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of people who voted for Trump in the beginning because it was something new, something fresh. He came mm-hmm. off like this, not typical politician. When he ended up being, it was just, it actually ended up being worse. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? And a lot of people saw that. Do you know what I mean? And 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 and, and to me personally, I felt as though, you know, there, there's two things. There's two things that ruined it for Trump. Number one was COVID. Because yeah. although yeah. although people although in the beginning you had a lot of people saying well it's only happening in blue states it's only happening in blue states it's not happening in the red states, what people fail to realize that there are people who vote red who live in those blue states who are affected mm-hmm. by COVID. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you have people you know who are affected by COVID who are losing their loved ones and stuff, the last thing they want to hear is that it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And another thing too that 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 I think that you know, really turned the tables for Biden is the black and minority vote. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, 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 and here's how that worked. 
over the summertime with George Floyd and Maude Arbery and the whole list of other ones, right? There was a huge anti-Black Lives Matter movement, right? Mm -hmm. And that move and that narrative, the anti-Black Lives Matter movement, that narrative was getting pushed as, oh, they're terrorists, they're Marxists, they're this, they're Antifa, they're this, 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 and that. Right? So while they were over here doing this, what was Black Lives Matter really doing? They were in these streets mm -hmm. getting people to vote. Yep. Mm -hmm. So while you had a certain segment of the population worried about what Black Lives Matter wasn't. Mm -hmm. What Black Lives Matter was, was on the ground doing the work. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, and, and here's, I'm going to say this, in that, but we can get off of here. And the reason why no. Black Lives Matter scares so many people right now is because of groups like military moms mm -hmm. or, you know, cancer mom survivors, all these other groups that, that joined together to help the Black Lives Matter movement. Those people were out campaigning helping to get the vote out and to get the vote turned out. So that I think those two things right there were the ones, were the, were the things that helped push Joe Biden to where it was. And as you start to, and as, you know, election time started rolling, 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 and getting closer, you started to see more and more and more of that happen. And so that's why I was a little bit less stressed out this time around. That, that's why I was a little, little, little more stressed out this time around because you, need, because you didn't know how it was going to go because you mm -hmm. did see people in these racist movements getting out and, 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 and getting their self together and getting themselves mobilized. Mm -hmm. So it was going to be the battle of Winterfell all over again. You know what I mean? You know, so... And here, and, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to make this about race, but the White Walkers lost. <laughs> yeah, so, so, I can't. So, so on that note, that's yeah, that's facts. That's facts. That's the word to bring it. What to bring it home, Greg? All right, I appreciate you guys jumping on. I'm gonna talk to y'all later. Have a right, good one. Night, y'all. Bye. That's the uh, end of my conversation with Christina and Greg, and I'm still laughing off of uh, Greg's line, the White Walkers lost. <laughs> so I, that's just hilarious to me. Finally, uh, in this last part of the conversation I have with Kenya, Christina, and Cortea, we um, actually get back into, well, we get into the craziness that took place in Michigan from the Trump campaign uh, as well as the True Kitchen incident in Dallas. And finally, I forgot to mention this at the opening, but we get into the debate around the term defund the police, which was sparked by an interview uh, by Barack Obama. And then we close it out with Thanksgiving talk. There was a bit of a um, technical glitch, so there's a break in the conversation, but I, I announced that. And you're listening to the Zero to 100 podcast. Exactly. You know what so, I mean? <laughs> while, while, I have, while I have you guys, and I know I didn't bring this subject up, I did want to play this because this was going crazy on Twitter today, and I just couldn't help but laugh at it because I was telling Chalet, the Saturday Night Live writers could not write sketches that surpass the reality of what is taking place. So this, this was... Um, this was the Trump campaign's star witness for mm -hmm. for, for for their for their um 
<laughs> they were they were now let me say i don't watch the news so this will be the first okay so I just, i'm seeing this so I you're gonna get see it. this i just want you to see, see this so. because this is their star witness in michigan she was a former uh dominion <laughs> worker but all right i'm just gonna play it and let me get y'all reaction to it it's <clears> only <throat> like two minutes or so but here it is okay <clears throat> this election i will say it they took these democrats took every avenue possible to commit fraud in this election and what i saw on the third and fourth was over 20 counts of fraud being done taking place in front of my face how many ballots would you estimate in front of you that you observed were counted multiple times in the machine can you put a number to it, an estimated number? At least, at least thirty thousand. At least thirty thousand. Okay. The the poll book the poll book is completely off, completely off. Off by thirty thousand. I'd say that poll book is off by over a hundred thousand. That poll book. Why don't you look at the registered voters on there? How many registered voters are on there? Did you do you even know the answer to that? No, I guess it's, I'm trying to get to the bottom zero, of this here. Zero. There's zero. So, my question then is if the guess how many? Wait, what about what about how what 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 about the turnout rate? A hundred and twenty percent. Let's uh, let's let Representative Johnson ask his plastic question. <laughs> so the poll book number. Okay, there, there's two things that can happen here. Either the poll book number, if, if ballots were caught in multiple, <laughs> there's two options. Option number one is that the poll book numbers are not going to match. They the, don't. The actual. Not by thousands and thousands of votes. That's not what we see right now. You that, take a look again. One. Take a look again. Option number two is that they essentially were, were filling in names of people who didn't vote. That, Dead that, people, too? So is that, Let's I guess, let is that Representative Johnson ask his question, and then when I he's done. I thought that was his answer. Okay. Well, I guess uh, that, that's well, my, my question here is why we're not seeing the poll book off by 30,000 votes. That, that's not the what case. What did you guys do? Take it and uh, do something crazy to it? <laughs> I'm just saying the numbers are not off by 30,000 votes. This can't so, be real. That they're filling in. I know what I saw. And I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. Okay. Did you? Okay. We're, I think I, we're gonna, gonna, uh, gonna, uh, Oh, my God. Is she drunk? <laughs> that's not real. That that's the oh SNL. That's the SNL skit, right? I was yeah. crying when I saw that uh, today. I was that's like, the SNL skit. That's not real. That's, that's a skit, that's right? No, that happened, and I was like, you lie. What made me laugh? No, I believe you. What made me laugh was oh, I saw it, I saw it on Twitter, and Soledad O'Brien was like, "Is she drunk?" And I was like, <laughs> when I watched, I was like. Yo, is she? Is she? she That's was, the same thing I just said. It just, because it didn't make any sense. And the funny thing that made me laugh was somebody, somebody on Twitter said, why does she sound like Cecily Strong's drunk girl at a party? <laughs> Do you remember that kid? I was like, yeah. and I was like, yo, she sound exactly like, I was like, come on now, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? That's why I'm like, I can't take these people seriously. I'm I just so can't. mad.
Can it's we talk about? Can we talk about how you searched it when it says "drunk Michigan"? It, and it came witness. right up. It came right up. I just put I put "drunk Michigan witness," and that was the first thing that popped drunk up. I was Michigan. like, I was like, okay. Drunk Michigan. Drunk Michigan. Michigan. And the witness. door popped right up. Came right up. Drunk <laughs> Michigan. Hold up. Oh no no no. Oh, it's the second thing. So the oh. first thing I see is Junk Michigan Girl. And then I see underneath, I see Rudy Giuliani, voter fraud, whistleblower, is rude, vibing major drunk girl. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is embarrassing. Just, I was just like, what are you? Like, first off, man, okay. You you having a press conference. The first one that had me dying was the press conference at the Four Seasons Total landscape. I still, can't, I, still can't, I still can't get past that. You in the back parking lot of a four season total landscape next to a dildo shop. I'm like, what? In a crematorium. Exactly. So like, what? <laughs> Do they really think that this is reasonable? I mean, while he lost by 8 million votes, there are 70 million people in this country that actually think that that is reasonable. That's just That is insane. And then, it's, it's not logical. But follow that with, then you got a press conference where my man sweating so bad, his dye was running. I mean, it's like, and, and it's like, Literally, all SNL has to do is recreate it the exactly. same way they did with um, Sarah Palin. All they did was word for word exactly what she said, and it was just hilarious. That's it. Same with this. This is crazy. It's like something you can't write this. Yes, and now we got the drunk Michigan witness. So, I gotta say, the reason why we are laughing so hard and why there's because to me it's embarrassing. Like, just stop, stop. You lost once. But you're really losing over and yes. over and over. But it's not for us. It's for yeah. people who are so focused. And I'm sorry, they're not concerned about the issues. They're really wanting permission to be their true racist selves and carry on. Because if we think about it, mm -hmm. there's nothing that Trump does or has done that benefits Americans. It, mm -hmm. It doesn't. It benefits people with money, yep. and it, it doesn't even benefit the people that mostly vote for him. It benefits people with money. He's a classist, and he uses racism yes. to push the agendas, the agenda of, of classism that's going to benefit him mm -hmm. and people with big pocketbooks, right? Mm -hmm. But this is for his people. This is keeping their fire going. As long as they're on television, as long as they're able to have speeches broadcast, it's it's almost like the was it the Hutus and the Tutsis, mm -hmm. like it's that kind of thing. It's just this constant rhetoric, it's constant. And my thing is, where is it going, and how how long before it stops? If it stops, do you think but, that it's the media's response? Do you think the the media is responsible in uh, uh, for that in some ways? Because they essentially keep broadcasting his his buffoonery. Because I mean, it's news. So, it's yeah. news. We're, I mean, we're talking about it. It's going yeah. to be news. For everybody. The okay. thing is, and, and what I think about is, when wh what happens when I wake up one day and he straight gives a hate speech? Because if you listen to, um, like, them outright, far right, I mean, like, way, way out there, right wing, 
They're talking about when we hear a word, it's going to be over in an hour. I mean, mm-hmm. when he gives a speech and says something, they want to act. They are literally, oh, and they have sure. said this publicly, they're waiting for him to give the word. Yeah. Right. When he tell the boys, stand, stand, stand down, down but stay stand ready. Back. Stand, stand by, stand uh, back. Yeah, stand by, yeah. 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 So <clears throat> I, I want to transition over to um, this next topic. This is another one that went kind of viral last week. I, I, they, they're still talking about it down in, um, in the Dallas area. But this was, um, I'm going to play this clip. This was the uh, owner of uh, True, I think it's called True Kitchen. True Kitchen. Yeah, yes. In Dallas, Texas. And so uh, <laughs> the background of it is these are customers that were at his Sunday brunch. So this is in the morning. I saw this. One. And yeah. He was quite upset because they were twerking. And I'm just letting you know now this is explicit, but this is a podcast, so I can play it. <laughs> but this was his response to try to get the customers at a certain table who were getting up on his tables twerking and stuff like that. I invested a lot of money into buying this building, into developing this concept so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as a... Come on! Stop the music, please! Somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture, okay? No, no, real talk. And so all this twerking... Take it to prime, take it to pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I'm on men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves? And you guys are talking on glass here. If you want to do it, get the my restaurant. Because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture. So don't do it. No, don't do it again. I don't want to hear it. If you don't like it, get out because I don't need your money. I need to provide something for my people. And don't do it again. Thank you. <laughs> so people were, I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at all. I'm not, not mad, mad at, at all. all. All right, so yeah, let me go around. Not at all. So because said, guess what? I'm sorry, Kenya, you sorry. said you're not mad. I'm not. I um I unfortunately here's the thing. Um, you need to behave accordingly no matter where you are. And um, he is the owner of a restaurant. He could be liable for anyone that gets hurt in his restaurant. It's not a dance club. That's right. from what I understand, if you're standing on a table or up against a glass or something, you could potentially be hurt. And then they're going to be mad and try to sue him. Absolutely. Um, so you need to behave accordingly and not act um, like you're filled with jackassery and buffoonery, whether you're white or black. I just believe there's a certain decorum you need to have. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that they had this. I heard like an argument was like, well, he should have known playing, you know, like that, you know, that music. And I agree with you, Kenya. It doesn't matter. You're at a brunch in a restaurant. What? would possess you to get on a table and twerk. I mean, that's yeah. it. What about if it breaks? And then you're going to try to sue him yeah. if, if something did happen. So, so no. And also too, I, I think this kind of shows a little bit about like sometimes the, 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 well, not sometimes the issue with the media, because all they did was post that one video of him yep. um, cursing. 
But if you go to his stuff, he actually shows how he went to the ladies several times. And you can tell that he was talking to them nicely, like, please stop. Please, please. Like, he was telling them nicely to stop. At a certain point, niceness, niceness goes out the door. If I'm telling you something nice several times and you just defy me and you're just just disregarding, it's going to get to a point where, right, you know, nice person out the door. Now I'm going to have to get gutter butt as I call it. And, and he got to that point, you know, my only thing was, um, you know, I didn't think it was right for him to say, get the F out of my restaurant. I think he should have said, get out. He should have just said, get out. I don't need your money. I don't think he, I think if he didn't curse the sting, the blow wouldn't be there, but overall he was still right. And they were still wrong. And I agree with you, Kenya, you have to conduct yourself. Like I get it. You hear that, you know, that, that's work music. I get it. You you want to, but no, you're at a restaurant. You saved the twerking for a club. Or if you felt like doing that, you could have gotten gotten up from your seat in that little area where there was no tables. You could have done it right then and there, you know. Um, you know, not that I'm saying um <clears throat> he wouldn't be as pissed, but at least you're not standing on a table where you can exactly. hurt yourself. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you have to kind of act accordingly to where you're at. Or you could just do what I do. I chair dance. You know, I'm in my chair. I'm like, ooh, ooh. You know, that's yeah. it. You just do that. And you, you're great. You're fine. Cortea. Who was your thoughts? Listen, my thoughts were, so I, I, after you told me what the topic was I looked it up and I read an article about it and apparently people are concerned about misogyny and and being appropriate and being compared to white people and things like that I guess some of the places he named were white white establishments I guess I don't know um but my thing is I don't feel like he was comparing them to white people or using white people as a standard basically saying you know you wouldn't do that in a white person's establishment. Exactly. My thing is, what you're saying to me is, I don't deserve, listen, you're sitting at a table, you flopping around. I, I, I teach facts. I teach home ec. And that's not something you do. You don't get up on somebody's table. Wherever your feet something went wrong. I think she froze. Corey, but I want to... Okay, um, there you go. I'd like to piggyback off of something until she gets back. Um, we're, we're talking about, you know, the way they behaved in this restaurant. Oh, you're back. Did you, are you able to finish? Do you want to finish? Okay. I'm sorry. What'd you hear? Like you, you started. You said you were, you were teaching. Yeah. You were teaching. Oh, wow. To. Yeah. It, that's inappropriate. Number one, but it's unsanitary, right? Yes. What you're saying is by Getting up on a table, I'm a black person, this is a black establishment. What you're saying is, oh, this place is trash. Had to pause here just for a second because of some technical uh, issues that we were having with the connection. Uh, but we uh, get back into the conversation. Uh, Kenya is, is still talking about, we're still talking about the true uh, kitchen incident. And uh, Kenya brings up a good point here. To the um, Black Lives Matter and with regard to how George Floyd was murdered. Um, because a lot of times people say things like, well, what did he do? Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was one of those people that said, well, what did he do? But at the end of the day, 
what he did doesn't matter because the punishment didn't fit the crime. And mm -hmm. in this case, I believe that the punishment did fit the crime. I don't want your money. This is inappropriate behavior. And now you may leave my establishment. Right. Yeah. So, um, well, I will say this. I agree with all of you guys. I agree that, um, that in terms of, um, especially the fact that he politely went over the first couple times, because, you know, the only thing you could take offense with is the F, you know, him saying, get the F out. And, you know, he didn't right. have to say it that harshly. But mm -hmm. at the same time, if you politely try to tell somebody sometimes and they don't want to listen, then sometimes you got to get a little harsh with them. Um, but I also do find it funny that people was automatically offended when uh, <laughs> it's like they was offended, but the song that was played that really got just oh I can't take I can get up and twerk. I've never heard of the artist, uh, but apparently it's some artist called Little Ronnie, and the name of the song was "Throw That Ass in a Circle." Wow! Yeah, <laughs> I, was, yeah. I, I never. Why is that song, being played whatever. at his restaurant if he's trying to set up an establishment? I listened. To I did it, hear that, and I was like, "Whoa, okay." So it's funny to me that you would be offended that he said, "Get the f out." But if you listen to the lyrics of the song, you're like, but you're not offended by that? Okay. Yeah. You know what's so funny to me, Billy, is I think that our family, we, we kind of, um, we're, we're a little bit ghetto, but we know how to behave appropriately. Yeah. And as much as you love the song, My Boo, I think if you're sitting in a restaurant, your foot would be tapping, yeah. but you're not going to get up and twerk. And that's what I say. You chair dance. Yeah. That's the chair dancing. You know, exactly. you sit down and you do, hey, you know, do all that. You know, but you're not getting up on a table and you're twerking. I mean, come on yeah. now. Let's have some decency and some self-respect. I don't think it was misogynist at all. I think mm -hmm. it was just a basic human decency. There's exactly. Basic human decency. It, it was, it was, um, Etiquette, that's the word I'm looking for. It was just pure etiquette, like it's just pure etiquette rules. So, how would you um, like it if somebody went to your house and started twerking on your table? Yeah. I wish, I wish I would. I yeah. wish somebody would do that to my no. So, why would you go into someone's establishment and do that? I mean, I agree with him. If it had been a white establishment, uh, you wouldn't, you well, probably I'm, wouldn't even be chair dancing. I'm gonna be devil's advocate, just even though I agree with you guys, but I'm gonna be devil's advocate because Kenya, you touched on it, or I think Chris, you says said it when I told you what the song was. So why are you, like, maybe you shouldn't have a DJ there, because some people's like, well, if you got a DJ there, then what you expect people to do? But, uh, so, all right, Corey, you jump back on. So <laughs> just so I can bring you back up to date. Um, we were talking about, you know, I was talking about the name of the song that got the chick so riled up that she had to get out there and twerk was uh, by some artist that I never heard of called Little Ronnie, but the name of the song was Throw That Ass in a Circle. <laughs> so <laughs> my thought was, because for the people that was like, oh, I'm offended that he said the F word, I listened to that song, and unless he was playing the clean version, which I just doubt, I'm like, you was offended by him saying get the F out, but you weren't offended by this song talking about Throw That Ass in a Circle. And it's like, and so what? Well, I'm I'm being devil's advocate here. So what would you say though? Because some people was like, 
Well, why you got a DJ there? If you got a DJ in the restaurant, what you expect the people to do? Well, I'm just wondering why you're playing that song, that particular song. I've gone to parties where there were children there, barbecues, and I'm like, and it wasn't with our family, but there were certain music being played. And I'm like, there's children here. Why are you playing this music? If, if you're in a public restaurant, I do believe there needs to be decorum with your choice of music as well. Mm -hmm. I still don't agree with what the young lady did, but... <laughs> Uh, that particular choice of music, I might be offended if, if I heard that going into a restaurant. I might not go back to your restaurant if I hear something like that. Oh, with you on that. I also feel that the music made me do it is a horrible excuse. That's Agreed. a horrible excuse. Or it's, it's because of the music. Nah, nah, nah. Because some of y'all hear a gospel and run and cringe like your ears are about to pop out because somebody's talking about God. So I, 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 sorry, no, that, that's not the case. Um, what it is, is people, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to do Like it. don't have any class? Yeah, <laughs> they're class. classless. And they want to be able to push that off. And they want to have permission to be their ratchet uh, classless selves. Do that. Mm -hmm. Just not in my establishment. Now, there are places, for example, there's this one spot in, uh, called Milk and Honey, and it's in Maryland. I mean, great food. To me, they play a lot of old school R&B, but the music is entirely too loud for a restaurant. But that's, that's their atmosphere. That's what they do, mm -hmm. right? This, this, this place obviously does their own thing. They have a DJ. They have, I don't know, Ramp It Up Sundays. I don't know what it is, but that's what they have. That does not mean that that's what you're supposed to do. If that was the case, they would probably put a dance floor there. Well, I, I know that uh, apparently, like, this is a very popular restaurant there. Apparently, they have where you get, if you get reservations, you have to make a reservation like two months in advance. So it's, he's not hurting for business. I think that's the other reason why he felt comfortable enough to say, if you don't like it, get the F out. So. <laughs> But uh, does anyone else have anything else on this subject before I jump to the, uh, the other topics that I have? I have two more topics I wanted to touch on. Mm. No? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So I wanted to jump to this one, and we, it, it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out discussion, even though I think it might be substantial. So I sent you guys a clip from an interview that Barack Obama gave, and uh, I the person was specifically talking about the term defund the police. And I'm going to say this, like when they, when the term first came out, like with the George Floyd protests and everything, I specifically said to my wife, I was like, they need to change that term, defund the police. And I said, the reason I felt like they need to change the term is because Chris, you've been on my podcast a number of times before, you know what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. People are stupid. People are stupid. I don't. They don't understand stuff. And I said to my wife, "People are stupid. They're not going to understand the term. What they mean is police reform. The police of Camden did this. Like they changed the police department totally. Like they totally revamped it, reformed it. It's not the same police department. Like they took funding from it and they invested it into the community and then the officers like." just changed how they operated. 
So it's really police reform. But when you hear defund, people think, oh, you're not paying cops? What do you mean not paying cops? Well, who am I going to call if something goes wrong? And I was like, you're creating too much confusion and you're giving ammunition to the opponents because the one of the political ads that was driving me crazy, first ad Trump was running, really, like, when you, if this is Joe Biden's America, you're going to call the police and get an answer machine. And I'm sitting there like, it's the dumbest freaking thing. You are not going to call the police and get an answer machine. That's just flat out <laughs> stupid. It don't make no sense. But they ran with it. And because people are dumb, they. <laughs> And so when Obama said, you can't have a slogan on here like defund the police is going to alienate people and then it's going to turn them away and you're not going to get the goal achieved or what you want. Now, of course, again, because people are stupid, they come at Obama and be like, huh, we talk about no slogan. Didn't you have a slogan? Yes, we can. Book you know what you're talking about. I'm sitting there like, first off, first off, even if you want to attack a slogan, it made perfect sense. It was like, yes, we can. You ain't got to explain that. It means we can do this. We can do that. It's easy. If I have to explain the slogan to you, that's marketing one-on-one. That's a terrible slogan. But anyway, I went well, on my explanation. I wanted to get some of your thoughts. And do you think it was right that he criticized or he came out and said, it's not a good term? Where I don't think. Can I go first? Go ahead. Billy, I think that you're an elitist Democrat and this is what you do. <laughs> and that's what's wrong with all of you. <laughs> you you want to use words and make sense and be reasonable. And that's why nobody in America likes you. <laughs> it, I, I understand exactly what you're saying, though. Um, it's almost as if people don't want to be reasonable. They want to be offended by everything. And what you're saying makes absolute sense. There's no reason for anybody to be mad at, at Barack Obama. Um, but you are always going to have those people that are going to be angry. And so you move forward and be like, whatever. Mm -hmm. And honestly, uh, if Democrats are at least, I, I kind of just want my president to be smarter than me. I want him to have gone to Harvard or Yale or whatever. Um, I want somebody who's smarter than me to run the country and think of things mm -hmm. that I'm not necessarily going to think of. Mm -hmm. Cortez. That's it. Yeah. So this, this whole thing, I, I, I felt like you felt. I'm like, why are they saying that? Half the people in the crowd that are saying it probably don't exactly know what they're saying. They may be thinking, oh yeah, get rid of the police because I don't, I, I had a bad experience. You probably did. Lots of us have horrible experiences. Some of us are afraid when we get pulled over by people. It happens, unfortunately. But what it does is, I, I think he's right. From a marketing standpoint, you want to put out your information so that anybody can understand it and immediately they can make a choice whether to buy or not to buy, right? So defund the police is not something everybody can, can chew on because some people are thinking, okay, I don't know what this means, but that can't be what they're talking about. I shouldn't have to go through that. It should be, we need police reform. We need police reform. I think, I think former President Obama was absolutely correct in what he said. And, um, I also think that some of the confusion that fueled this 
was uh, were those people that were this, uh, I don't know what they're called. They were the people that were in the crowd actually doing the real burning of places. It wasn't the, black people, it was just these- It was the, the, the looters, the looters, yeah. Right, Every, now everybody's rioting and looting, but they weren't, it was, it mm -hmm. was your friends, your people yeah. that came and drove over shot up some folk and went back home or came in the town and burned things. I think some of those people were fueling it as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think there was anything wrong with what he said. He was absolutely right. Defund the police is the wrong thing to yell. Um, I, I just think they could have rolled that out a lot better. Mm -hmm. Chris? Um, so I... I actually sent you something on your Instagram by Angela Rye's response because I thought it was actually pretty good and kind of how I felt about it. So I understand his perspective, but the reality is, is that if, if we came out with the slogan, reform the police, there will still be people who would have a problem with it, regardless of whatever slogan we use there will always be people who are going to have a problem because anytime black people ever try to improve their lives politically, there's always people who are going to push back and have an argument and say, no, 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 anything, any, every single time we try to do something, they always have a problem with it. So that's why for me, I'm just like, no, why should we have to cater to the sensitive feelings? That's one. Two, a slogan is not supposed to be nice and catchy. It's supposed to be in your face. It's supposed to be, boom, get the message. Like, this is what it is. So, and if you're not unsure, then, you know, I was looking, was watching this um, other YouTube series, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, and he was sitting down with a bunch of cops. And, uh, you know, they were talking about that slogan. He was like, you know, at first I the cop was saying, you know, at first I was kind of like taken back, like, what do you mean? And then he said, I went online, I did some research, and then I, you know, I understood where they were, what they were trying to say, what they were coming from. And I'm like, that's the key. Go and look it up. We shouldn't have to be, there's going to be people who are just never going to get on board and whatever, like that's a small population, but at the same time, it shouldn't, I shouldn't have to, we shouldn't have to cater to those sensitive feelings of people like, Ooh, Oh, it's this is that. Um, sorry, hold on. Can you guys, are yeah, you still here? Yeah, okay. Still sorry. Here. Yeah. My um, phone started ringing. Sorry. So yeah, I don't think we should be catering to sensitive feelings. I think the slogan is supposed to be impactful. And in a marketing standpoint, they'll tell, tell you a marketing, you're not going to find a slogan that's going to appease every single body. You, you, there's, there's the marketing slogan is you're trying to accomplish something, you're trying to do something, trying to get your point across. And I think the Fund of Police absolutely does that because guess what? We're here, we're talking about it. So I think that slogan in itself is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's getting people riled up. It's getting people to talk about it. Yeah, but what I'm talking about is not people who are sensitive or don't like it. Yeah. You're going to get that. You can go ahead and throw those people in the trash. Like, really. Mm -hmm. Throw them in the trash. Like, mm -hmm. seriously. For real, please. Do yeah. <laughs> but I'm talking, about, I'm talking about people who may not have the resources to research. Yeah. May not have the know-how to research. People, for me, it's Give me give give phrase to give a phrase to people that they understand so they can jump on. You know what I'm saying? Because if I hear something and I don't know what you're talking about, I'm like, yeah, I I can't get with that. And if I don't have the resources to get that information, but that's the thing. What's if we if the slogan was reforming the police? 
there will still be people that are exactly what you said are going to question and not understand that. So at, at what point do we say, then what do we, the window, what are we end up going to, what's that slogan going to be at the end of the day? Well, well, it doesn't have to be reform, but mm-hmm. some type of change, something, something. Yeah. But when you say, all right, you have, I mean, and let's, let's just go with reform the police. Cause I did say police reform, police reform. Um, you have police reform on one side and then you have defund on the other side. People know what fund is. Yeah. Funds are money. Defund is to decrease those funds or to take away in their minds, take money away from the police. And then you see Trump's commercials. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my gosh, are they really doing that? Oh my gosh, I don't have the resources to check that out. You know what I'm saying? You see, what my point is, because I, I, I get both of what you're saying, but my, my point was, for, like, I know that, Christina, you'll research stuff. Cortez, I know you'll research stuff. Kenya, I know you'll research stuff. The average person doesn't do research. They just, they immediately hear, like, like, like Cortez just said, you hear defund, you immediately think, oh, that's money. What, you want to take money away from the police? Or you hear abolish police or whatever. So to me, the issue I had with it is very similar to when Colin Kaepernick first started his protest and I got mad because the racist people took what he was doing and what the message was and they twisted it to go, he's against the military. He's against our national anthem. He's against our co- it had nothing to do with that. He's against the flag. Like they twisted it and they twisted it so much that it changed what his protest was about. So to me, it's like when you you say defund the police, you're giving these people the same ammunition, the same tools to twist what it's about. What it was about was taking money that like lowering the police budget and reinvesting it in the community so that you can change the police department or like, so like, even if you ain't call it reform, if you said change the police or whatever, you're right. It didn't matter what the name was, but I felt like if you had a better name for it, you would take away some of the ammunition from them. Like if you mm-hmm. said defund police, you was doing half the work for the opponents of it for them because all they had to do is say, look at this, they don't want to pay cops. They want the criminals to run wild in the streets. You know what, Billy? Mm-hmm. I, I hear exactly what you're saying and I hear exactly what... Um, Christina is saying, because no matter what you call it, there are people, there are Trump supporters that don't even believe that there's systemic racism. Mm, so right. mm. they, they don't believe anything. Doesn't matter how many black men get killed. Um, Trump's going to say, well, white people get killed too, more white people but there's more white people in this country. Exactly. Guess what? There's also more white people on welfare than there are black people. Do but you know why that is? they don't talk about that. Yeah, they mm-hmm. don't talk about that. But that's because the proportion of white people, the ratio, they don't think about the ratio. They don't, oh, oh, I forgot. It's because they're not into math. They don't know that <laughs> math is a solid thing. Okay, like, so my whole argument doesn't work because math isn't real to them. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I hear what you're saying, but I just feel like it, exactly what Will was saying was like, oh, you know, all Kaepernick was doing was, you know, just protesting, 
police brutality. But even in that very, very simplistic protest, they twisted it. Mm-hmm. Just this, the same way that they're doing with defund the police, they're twisting it. If they, if you said reform the police, they would twist it. Like they will, they will always retwist it to suit, to always make it, to, to always. I, feel I like believe they could purposely try to, try to stop to, to, but I just to stop like the movement. So that's why for me, I'm just like to do so. I just feel like yeah, you know, yes, the 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 average intelligent person, you know, like us, would go and and absolutely research it. I I definitely agree, but I also just feel like, regardless of the fact, they will always have a problem with it. Regardless of what we say, they will always twist it because America has shown over and over again that they do not like black people. They just don't. I just realized something. Maybe if you actually show them the math in a very broken down, simple way. For example, let's say that there was, there was, there was um, 10 white people and there was four black people and Six white people got killed by the police and three black people got killed by the police. But there's more white people that see there's they're still not gonna get it. Though. No, they're not no, gonna get it. Math is a QAnon conspiracy. So exactly, right? But it's math. There's ten <laughs> white people. Look. And four black people, six white people get killed. That's sixty-five percent. Look, I mean that's sixty percent. Look, you talking to the people that you talking to the people that couldn't. Is that trigonometry? No, it's basic math. It's first grade math. Can you talking to the people that couldn't understand how Joe Biden's vote total started to go up? as they were counting votes, like, where'd he get all these numbers from? Where'd they come from? Like, yeah. Counting. Counting. Exactly. They're, they're counting. Yes. Oh, how so many people were like, oh, I love, I love the Affordable Care Act, but I hated Obamacare. It's the same crap. Same thing. You know, it's like, come on. Now, that was also a ploy to get people, because let's be real, I hated, I hated the way the right was saying things like, you know, he's, He's dividing the country. No, honey, no, his you existence are. Yes. is bothering you. Yes. So that's where the divide comes from. His existence in this position of power is bothering you. Whew, that's a whole nother topic. Oh my God, for real. I'm going to <laughs> I'm I'm transition to the last topic. This is the, the and it's funny because this was the initial reason I was trying to do my podcast and I, I meant to do it before Thanksgiving, but stuff got busy and, and all that stuff. So I wanted to get some of you guys, what was, well, what was your Thanksgiving like in the midst <laughs> of this pandemic? Because like families couldn't come together. And so we had to change how we do things. Cortea, what was your Thanksgiving like? Oh, my Thanksgiving was awesome. Uh, it, I had, I had a great time with my mother. Um, Number. Um, oh, it was great until I went into the refrigerator and there was a hole in the middle of the pie. The middle of the pie. Who did the that? middle? Who did Who's the that? middle? My mother. How'd she do that? <laughs> there, if you look online and you type up 
triangle in the middle of a pie. You'll see somebody cut a slice of pie and then somebody else cuts a triangle kind of in an off, it, it doesn't make any sense. And I don't have OCD, but I feel like I developed it. Looking at that <laughs> in the pie. I'm done. I, I, I'm done. I'm gonna see if I can't find a picture on my phone and show you. Uh, but it's 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 horrid. So it bothered me. It was great up until that point. Was it just you, your mom, and your boo? Like your brother didn't come, or any other family? It was just you guys. It was just us. My brother, um, he was there, and then he left to go um, house hopping. Now, to me, that's ridiculous. But in mm. At my mother's house, when you come in her house, you got to have a change of clothes because you take she, you take your keys, you put them in a bucket, you run upstairs, you go into a shower, and in that bathroom, there's a washer and the dryer. So you put everything that you have on in the wash. There's okay. fresh towels waiting for you. Everything's waiting for you. So that's how we do it here. But there, there were no, there, no, we love you we want to see you next year so we're not going to be around you like that okay. <clears throat> that's actually what made me sad because i'm in north carolina and i took time off of work to come to delaware to come to philly to to uh be at billy's home and then we just made the decision so it was just me and steph here in my apartment and I could have been really sad, but the thought is I'll see everybody next yep. year because mm -hmm. I'm getting myself prepared for missing Christmas too. And that just gives me anxiety in the pit of my stomach, but I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, um, we, we debated about going to my in-laws house up in uh, Jersey. Um, several members of my <clears throat> significant others um family members all got covid so we were like should we go should we not go but you know they weren't going to come in the house and we we're like all right well let's just go so it was just me my boo her mom her brother and that's it and it was nice and quiet we, we had fun up until we rescued a pity um aries and we brought him over to her mom's house because she also has a, a pit at her mom's house and he's an older pet he's like 11 years old um which is like 80 something in dog years um and um they were playing and he somehow jumped over the fence and took off in the neighborhood oh, and i want to just put some context to it here too her mother lives in a predominantly hasidic jew neighborhood oh jesus black jesus so you already know our anxiety was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So we got him, you know, um, thank God. She had to use her belt <laughs> as a leash because he was outside playing with her dog and, you know, that's when he took off. And then all was well until later on that night, her mom had someone come over to, you know, get some food. They didn't come inside. It just, you know, went, <clears throat> she had the food ready for them. And the dog saw the door open and took off down Ooh, the street yeah. there was oh, children there was children outside and dogs started running after the children i'm running out in my bare socks trying to get this dog this jewish mom was like get in the car get in the car and i could see the yarmulkes mm -hmm. falling off because they were and i'm like stop running stop running you're getting him excited he's not gonna bite you but stop running <laughs> finally he ran into a yard my socks are soaked in muddy because you know it had rained that night prior so it was still still muddy outside um 
and then yeah we we ended up getting the dog and then we locked him in my in my car and we're like you're not coming out of the car that said we're going home we were so mad and tired after that but other than that it was nice and you know it was nice and quiet it was kind of a bummer um of course because it's like you know i wanted to see my family and whatnot um but just like Kenya was saying, I was like, no, I'm just keeping my distance. And I'm like, I know I don't have anything, but the idea that there is a possibility that I may have it, you know, I could be asymptomatic. The idea of, you know, being in my grandmother's presence and possibly infecting her scares me to death. Because yeah. I know she is 94 years old. And if she gets sick, that's it. It's a wrap. Yeah. And I, you know, I want my grandma here as long as God can give me her, mm-hmm. you know, I want, I, I want yeah. her to, to pass away in her sleep, not because of COVID, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. that's what keeps me Christina, going, but it was just sad. Christina, can I address something that you said? Sure. Um, you, I have a um, deathly fear of dogs, so it could be the smallest uh, chihuahua um, on earth. Yeah. And you tell me to stop running, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run to my dad. I was like, <laughs> natural reaction to a pit bull. And I, I love pit bulls, especially because yes. my mother-in-law had a pit bull who I yeah. just, and we had to keep him for a while. And he, like, they get a bad rap. They are the most loyal and kind dogs. Oh, yeah. I mean, the crazy thing is, though, too, Will, is, like, in this house, he is so mellow. If the the doorbell rings, he doesn't react. If I open up the door to get the mail, he doesn't react. He doesn't take off. I don't know what the heck it was. I don't know if it was he got too excited with the other dog. Mm-hmm. And he just lost his mind, but he is so passive and yeah. quiet and a big baby. I mean, all he wants I is think like dogs just like to be free, even though they know yeah. they're gonna eventually come home. It's just because that was yeah. I remember with her her dog, it was a number of times we had to chase him, like you know, because he got out in the neighborhood. But um, my Thanksgiving was cool. It was very disappointing though, just because I didn't get to have family over, and I was really excited. For family to come over um, to the house, uh, I will say Kenya. Uh, as I said before, I, I was already a chef, but now you can throw no. pit master onto that joint. Cause I was up at three o'clock in the morning, got my grill going. I'm getting right though to brisket be. in there. Smoked that brisket, that brisket came out like fire. Then I put my turkey in that joint. Smoked that turkey. Fire! I'm like, put Pitmaster <laughs> on top of that joint for chef. Cause this dude be cooking it up. Only issue is, is because I come from a big family and I was cook- like I made the stuff and I made the mac and cheese and I did the brisket and the turkey. And the only problem is is that because I come from a big family, I do not know how to cook. You don't know how to cook small. So I still have like a giant pan of macaroni and cheese up in my refrigerator that I've been eating all week. <laughs> 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 so, he laughed at my tiny chickens, yeah, my Cornish game. Yeah, head. can you go go? I said, "What you making?" She said, oh, "I'm making Cornish game." Like, I did not say it like that. <laughs> I'm making Cornish game. Come so, so, on, with that crap. You don't want that. But I'm an elitist. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so,
But I, it was, it was. I mean, it was, it was nice being here, having Thanksgiving in my new home with my beautiful wife. Congratulations! Yeah, it's you know, my mother-in-law was here, and my mother-in-law has the same problem I had because when she was bringing food over, she bought like half the grocery store, and I'm sounding like she know it's just us. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> did she? Did she bring the cat? Your yes. best friends? Yes. Did you bring I, do, the cat? I do like the cat, even though I've never been a cat person. I, but I'm cool with him. But he's he's calmed down, especially since the last time he was here. I haven't had too many issues with him. Last time I was like, I'm ready for this dude to get the, I'm ready for him to get out of here. He got some help. But but it was fine now. Um you know, it it was it was disappointing, but overall it was a great day. I'm not even going to talk about stupid cowboys because I buried them with that. I thought that that was week. done like the third or fourth. I week. know, right? He exactly. keeps saying it's he, done every look, week. He, every he week broke, is done. When Dak Prescott broke his ankle, that's when the season was over. And I just was like, that's, yeah, it is what it is. It. But keep watching it. I'm though. still going to watch it. It's like it a sucker for punishment. It, just, it, it disgusts me. A glutton for punishment? This. That's what it is? Glutton for punishment. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I've accepted it, but it still annoys me, especially garbage behind no name sitting there and beat Dallas in like, I don't know how many years. Now okay, that's not what we're here for. I'm just saying, I'm going to bed. All I'm saying is, <laughs> y'all right, need okay. to watch your mouth because in 2021, when Dak Prescott is back, we running it. That's all I got. Anyway, all right. This is Zero to 100 Podcast. Christina already knows what the deal is when she come on here. At some point, I'm going to go on the Cowboys rant because that's just what I do. But anyway, if, um, if my friend Greg is on this, listen, they, they talk and I'm like this. Just listening just to them like, like the whole time. All right, let me know when you're gonna go back to the topic at hand. Let, let, let me, let uh, me know. ask you guys this last question. And um <laughs> what are you looking forward to the most next Thanksgiving? Hopefully once we're like COVID through. Or or actually I'm gonna say this. Was there a tradition that you typically had that you missed from this past Thanksgiving because things were different? Touring. I didn't know it was called touring. I I called it house hopping. You know, mm-hmm. where you cook at your house. You say, all right, I'll see y'all when we get when I get back. And then you go from this person's house. And I, I miss that. Mm-hmm. I miss seeing people. I miss I miss uh going to movies. I miss um lining up on Friday, even though I have no intention to buy stuff. It's just the idea that I'm out here and everybody else is out here and we're going into this store to push to get stuff we don't need. Because because you get an air fryer for ten (laughs) dollars. Yes. When? (laughs) You know what I mean? So honestly, that's what I miss. Um I am praying that by Christmas that this will be under control. And even if not, I'm hoping to get around some folks, some family and friends, and we say, all right, we are going to quarantine. For two weeks mm-hmm. and be very mindful if not just isolate ourselves from other people so when we get around each other we'll be good and we can mm-hmm. actually get together the way we didn't for thanksgiving i think it's just going to be thanksgiving part two that that's my hope that's what i want kenya um i just look forward to seeing you guys in person and being able to hug you e- even you billy <laughs> 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 Chris, 
for for just Thanksgiving. I miss the music. I miss the laughter. I miss the the jokes. Um, just people. I just I, I think this year has definitely showed that human beings, we are social beings. We need to be with other people. And that brings me to the I miss people. Like seeing y'all on Zoom, like it's great, but I want to touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to like... go back to work though. I don't want exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I love I'm working sorry. from home. It's been great. You know, I don't like a lot of my coworkers anyway. So this is perfect. <laughs> I can get my work done, and I have to do it though. But I like. I do miss like you know, giving my friends a pounds and hugs and stuff. Like, I, I, I do miss that. And it's just, you know, sad. And I still haven't seen, you know, Will's house. And he hasn't been able to come over here. Because we, we both got our houses close, you know, within, what, weeks of each other? Yeah. You got yours, like... June 30th, we closed yeah. on ours. Yeah, that, yeah. That was the were, we were supposed to We were supposed to be, yeah. you know, closing twins. Yeah. But that didn't happen. But that's all right, because you closed anyway. So it's like things like that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I yeah. can't. I want to be able to see the house. I yeah. want him to come over. I was you know? going to spend the night at Billy's house. for. I was actually going to stay at Billy's house instead of my parents for the first time when I came in town. But it yeah. doesn't matter. Whenever I get back in town, I'll, I'll stay at your house and <laughs> lay around on your furniture. <laughs> as, long, as long as you don't Rick James my stuff, I'll be okay. <laughs> that was my intention. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys uh, taking the time and jumping on. And uh, uh, Chris, I'm de- you know you always welcome. Uh, Kenya, I'll you know I'll try to make it a little bit earlier for you because I know you need to go to sleep. Cortea, you are more than welcome to come back anytime to join the Zero to One Hundred oh, podcast. If you have any topics that you like to discuss, just let me know. Um, so. I appreciate you guys. I'll probably have another uh, holiday version talking about Christmas because last year, I remember I got, Kenya, I got your Christmas movie list and uh, Chris, I got your Christmas movie list. It ain't going to change. Let you know that right now, it ain't going to change. Harry Potter is not a Christmas movie. It is to me. It's it's every day and a holiday. Don't hate. Don't hate. Don't hate. Don't hate. You threw the whole list. Don't hate. Don't hate. Don't hate. You're being a whole hater right now. I'm going to forgive you, though. I'll I'll let you know, uh, Cortez, I think of your favorite Christmas movies. I'll I'll touch base with you. (laughs) But thanks a lot, you guys. You guys have a good night. Bye. All right, bye. That's going to do it for the Zero to 100 podcast. Big shout out. Thanks to everybody that participated. Um, Christina, Kenya, Cortea making her debut. Um, my good friend Greg. Um, sister Kenya, of course. I can tell you right now, up next of the Zero to 100 podcast is going to be Christmas centric. Because uh, Christmas is, uh, as I, at the time I'm posting this, it's, it's 12 days away. So it's less than two weeks, and uh, I'm really excited. Christmas is by far my all-time favorite holiday, um, and I, it's going to be Christmas-centric. Uh, last year, I did a Christmas episode that was centered on Christmas movies. Not saying if it's going to be that again. You just have to stay tuned to see what it is. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm going to have a, a number of guests on for that episode. Um, in terms of, I did want to talk one more time about the defund the police term, and I think people need to understand just because, like, we were critical, or like, I know myself and my wife have been critical of the term. 
I'm critical of the term. I'm not critical of what it means because I think very similar to like when the conversation I was having with Greg and Christina, if the benefits of what it is, like if people had the benefits of the program or what it is or what it would do, and you spoke to them in that manner, they would like it. Like if you said, hey, we're going to take money that and reinvest it into the community. So we're going to build up the community. We're going to put more money into the community so there's more jobs, there's more opportunities, there's better environment. And then uh, when there's certain incidents, there's uh, actual, uh, you know, training professionals in place to de-escalate situations or help things. They would be all for it. And that's all encompassed under the defund the police movement. It's just when you hear defund, people don't get it. And that was my point. Like It's like you're giving ammunition to the opposition to attack a good thing, just like the Affordable Care Act. Like they labeled it Obamacare because they knew they could play on people's hatred of Obama or whatever, racist hatred of Obama. Oh, look, it's Obama's. I hate it. Even though they like all the things that came with it. If you spoke to the people in the community about what actually comes with defunding the police and taking the money that would go into police departments and reinvesting that reinvesting that money into the community, they would be down for that. And that was my point. Like, um, I, I Angela Rod made a really good point on CNN when she was talking about this, and in, in, in terms of like we shouldn't be debating the the term. We need to be making sure that the, the plans from the, the policy is put in place and that's the only issue where I might have some reservations about Joe Biden is, is when he had a um, meeting with civil rights leaders and he was saying you know Democrats got trounced because of the defund the police and that may be the case but it wasn't because of what the policy was like if you spoke I feel like you spoke to the majority of people in this country and especially people in that community especially with the of racial uh, for, for racial equality and social justice in the wake of all the you know what took place this summer people will be down with what the reallocation of that funds would be like again reinvesting in the community I think people would be down for it it's one of those things where you can't be afraid to move forward just because the opposition has successfully twisted the narrative around a slogan. That's why I was like, when it first came out, I had an issue with the slogan because people wouldn't understand it. And I stand by that. And that's the issue that I feel like a lot of people have. But, you know, we, we talked in length about it. I just wanted to clarify that. Again. I think people need to focus more on the substance of it than the, the term itself. Um, so anyway, next episode, uh, again, it's going to be Christmas-centric. I am very excited about it. It's going to be coming out much sooner than this episode. Uh, I'm going to probably have it out by the end of the week, which will be either Thursday. It'll either be Thursday or, or that weekend, this following weekend coming up. So uh, stay tuned for that because Christmas is approaching. If you have... Um, any uh, thoughts on this episode or any other topics you want to share, just email the show at 0 to 100 pod at gmail.com. That's the number 0 T O, the number 100 
P-O-D at gmail.com. Also, make sure you follow me on Twitter at WCW Poet. Uh, you've been listening to the Zero to 100 podcast. This has been episode 58. We out!